Hi everyone, welcome to episode 33 and on today's show Scott and Ryan talk about their bucket list or at least a couple items on their bucket list. Before we get into the show, today's episode is sponsored by Jesse James Comics. So go check out the new Jesse James Comics location at the northwest corner of Peoria and 51st Avenue by Sprouts in Phoenix, Arizona. The new 8,000 square foot location has an expanded gaming area for Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Force of Will, and many other games. They have their well-known dollar treasure room and over half a million of items for sale on the floor, including new issues. You can also check them out at jessejamescomics.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman. The place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com. T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. go are you good i'm good all right okay all my notes all my notes this week are on post-its because this kind of popped up the last minute but that's all right so you're not you you're not drinking or you're not drinking anything you want to talk about no i'm not drinking anything new i poured myself a glass of the eagle rare right that's the way we're going tonight sure okay so i'm going with and you you might tackle this again another week, and I might tackle this again another week. But Alex Mansfield Man, Mansfield bought us around. Sorry, I'm a. I'll be honest with you right now. I'm like five beers in, so I'm halfway in the bag already. But Alexander That's why Man I wanted to do this tonight. Yeah. So Alexander Mansfield he bought us around last week, and and he sent us a list of beers he wanted us to try. And I had dinner at the deli, who has a great beer selection. And I could not find most of what he named, so either the stuff he named is hard to find, or my deli is not as great as I thought it was. But I did find a uh, Samuel Smith's Oatmeal Stout, which, let me open it. I'm a fan of Oatmeal Stout, normally, so we're going to, let's see, pour it into my glass here, make sure it doesn't overfill. All right, so thanks, Alex. By the way, for buying us around, and pardon mm-hmm. my thanks, pardon, man. pardon my voice getting very loud. I have to lean right into the mic to get to my computer. Um, I didn't really have time to do too much research on this on Beer Advocate. I just did pour my pint fairly aggressively, and I got about an eighty percent head on here. So hopefully, it'll settle. Um, this has a very high rating on Beer Advocate. And I've seen these beers, these Samuel Smith beers, I've seen them at like grocery stores. And I guess I thought because they're at all the grocery stores, they must not be that great. But this this stout has like a 94 rating on Beer Advocate. Yeah, it's a fairly popular brand or a brewer, I suppose. Yeah, I've I heard think, of it. Yeah, I think so. And I had heard of it too. And so I tried to get some of the other beers he mentioned, but I just couldn't find them. This was the one that I found. And, you know, there's a lot of like, Beer Advocate uh, reviews, so I go to the low reviews because I want to hear what they have to say, and a lot of them are just like, yeah, it's it's not it's not to my taste, so they give it a low score. But uh, one guy, 
Palma, Palma. He did have to say, he made it a point to say, outstanding my ass. Uh, he said the aroma was moldy. Uh, he did an aggressive pour with no head. I did an, I did an aggressive pour, and it's still 75% head. So, um, yeah, pour hard. Yeah, I, I did pour hard. Uh, he said the beer was tough to get down. Actually, he didn't even finish it. He thought it would be great based on other reviews, but... You know, he's he's saying you know he's 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 making excuses for this beer about why it might be shitty. I think it's gonna be good. Let's see. It smells good. It smells like a stout. Like it smells just like Guinness. It doesn't taste that much different than a Guinness. So it tastes like a stout to me. I mean, I don't get an overly heavy feeling from an oatmeal stout or anything. It just tastes like a stout. So we're going to go, pardon me while I lean right into the mic again. I'm practically making out with the microphone at this point while I fix my windows. All right. So, so far it seems to be pretty good. It was fairly affordable. I got a, the bottle I got is a one pint, 2.7 ounces. So almost 19 ounces. And uh, it was like four bucks. So I'm not going to complain about that price point. And uh, all right. So you are drinking your Eagle Rare Tint. I'm drinking a Sam Smith Oatmeal Stout. And today we're going to, or tonight, one of the rare night shows, we're going to talk about our bucket list. So I, I have a couple notes here I went over with my wife earlier. So I have I have a couple here. I don't know if I narrowed it down to five exactly, but... Um, are you, are okay. you ready? You, you ready? You have a couple, but you don't know if you narrowed it down to five. Narrowing Was, down means you have more than you need. Sorry, let me let me count it up real quick. Sorry, it's it's on three post-it notes that are all stuck together. So let me. All right. So I, I guess I have, I guess I have eight, but I think okay, I think a lot of them might be lumped into one. So. Um, how many you got what what's on your bucket list let's let's talk about that was it hard for you to do because i i had like two before i talked to my wife and she kind of reminded me that i had more because i have a bad memory was it hard for you um, to get was it hard well, for you I to started get to f- writing down shit five minutes before we pushed record well did you come up with so 20 i got 20, up to 20 four. things okay you got up to four all right so let me uh all right, so I'll narrow mine down. I think I kind of wrote mine in order. Um, you want to go first? You want to go first, Scott? I feel like you should go first. Sure. Yeah. 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 Fire away. All right. All right. All right. So this is uh, our our bucket list episode. Right. Assuming that we're gonna live long enough to to complete a bucket list. Right. Like. Yeah, I think a, yeah. I think a lot of bucket list implies like kids have gone off to college. You know what they say about assuming, right? It makes an ass out of you. That's right. That's right. All right. So what's what's number one? All right. Um, I tried to break them down into categories. Like uh, work and non-work. Well. Yeah, but so I've got I've got two work things. Uh, 
uh, like a family thing and a travel thing. All right, why don't you start? The majority of mine are travel things, so why don't you start? Why don't we go travel first, and then we'll go work, and okay. then we'll then we'll go family because I I have ones that can fit into all of those too. Okay. All right. Um, for travel, it's pretty. It's pretty loose. It's not real specific. I just I would like to do some sort of like a backpacking trip, like a like hiking, camping, backpacking thing. I mean, whether it be you know into the Grand Canyon or you know in some national park or even like uh, the superstitions out here over by me, just to just to do that for like. Three, five, seven days or something. Just, just go out and sort of be lost somewhere. All right, let me throw this at you because this was on my list, and my wife reminded me of it. So I can piggyback piggyback this on one of yours, and I don't feel bad about throwing it away. What about like a three month or a four month Appalachian trail hike from Georgia to Maine? Yeah, that's cool. I do that. Yeah, I saw a documentary on it, and I thought that'd be great because every like every like four days you come across a little town, so you don't have to pack more than like four or five days worth of food, and you can mail letters and shit, and you know get your blisters cut off and shit at these random little towns. But that seems like fun. Like, and you got to time it right, or else you're you're gonna get like frozen out. You know, if you don't time it right, it's gonna be too cold right. in Maine. So uh, I like the idea of that where there's one trail. It's like a 2,000-mile trail, and I just love the idea of, you know, essentially hiking 90% of the United States from north to south. I've always liked that idea. So, uh, And I like yeah, hiking. Yeah, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, and you like hiking too, right? You like you like going out and walking for a couple hours and experiencing. I do. Yeah. Excellent. I like that idea. Um and that's something that's on my list. And I've I've always I've often thought about taking like ten days in the summer and just hiking from like Flagstaff to Albuquerque because you can just walk along the train the train route goes right through there. Oh but I man! Think, it, every time I cross train tracks, I just want to stop and walk for as long as it'll go. Yeah, it might all be it might all be from seeing um, Stand by Me at a young age, but I've. Uh, I've had several several adventures on train tracks, and I actually did have a thing where I had to race a train on a train track and jump off the edge before the train hit me. Oh, that's magical! Yeah, it's it's once in a lifetime, and I tried to explain to my kids, and they're you know they grew up in the age of like the internet and like it was it was over a bridge to like an inlet to the ocean, and my kids oh, are like, why don't man. my kids are like, why don't you just jump into the ocean? And I'm like, it didn't even cross my mind. Like the idea of I could just turn sideways and jump and 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 fall like 30 feet into the ocean, that didn't even cross my mind. The only thing on my mind was I got to get to the end of this bridge so I can dive right before this train kills me. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I it would have been a great story either way, but I chose the uh, haul ass to the edge of the bridge. And but I should have just jumped in the water. Right. So. Uh, is that your, is there any specific trails other than the uh, superstitions? Like, have you have you researched uh, you know Grand Canyon trips or Lake Havasupai? Not Lake Havasupai, Havasupai Falls or anything like that? Or no, I mean I I don't do any sort of that 
stuff. If there's no real immediate possibility, I don't entertain it. It's the same reason I don't like window shopping. Or, right. Yeah, I don't like yeah. window shopping either, but a friend of mine years ago, they did the thing where they uh, they hike down into Havasupai Falls and then they helicopter out so you don't have to hike back up. It's like the ultimate in like glamping. Like you take a day of hard work to hike down there. Then yeah. you camp then you camp a couple of days and then instead of hiking back up you just catch a fucking helicopter back up yeah, to the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that'd be perfect. Like I was telling you last week at, at Santan, a buddy of mine just posts pictures all the time of just his hiking and camping trips. I think just recently he was out in the Grand Canyon. I d I don't know where he is now, but I mean he's just it's just all over the country all the time. I, I don't I don't know what he does anymore. Uh, if he has a job, but I, I, I like to imagine that he just bounces around and just, uh, sleeps on friends' couches and does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. You live, you kind of live vicariously through those people who can do things now that we can't do. Yes. Right, like my one of my buddies, uh, we we made a movie. I'll go ahead and plug it. We 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 made a little short film at my friend's house. It's called Motion Light. And if you go to seedandspark dot com and search Motion Light, you can support kind of a we're trying to uh, remix and audio like get the sound better and get the color better. So the movie's done, but we're trying to make it more professional before my friend submits it to festivals. And so we were at his house a couple months ago filming it. And his brother was there, and his brother acted as kind of like the chief cinematographer and director or co-director. And that's what his brother does. His brother essentially works at a resort in the winter, like a ski resort, and then in the summer just travels around in his van and camps. And just kind of, use, you know, lives off, not lives off the land, but he lives off the money he makes in the seasonal work, and he gets to do whatever the hell he wants for like eight months out of the year, oh. and just dr- drives around in like a modified Toyota van that you can camp in, and has an oven in it, and has like everything you need in it, and that dude, that dude I is my, that, fucking guy. that dude is my age, shout out to Chris Mortimer, that dude is my age, or he's probably a little older than me, and I've never seen a grown adult as happy as I saw that dude for like two days straight. That guy would never seemed unhappy. And I was like, Why should oh, that, he be? Yeah, that dude's living the fucking dream. And a funny story, another funny story to add on to that is at one point, a couple of days before I met him officially, I'd met him before, but before I re-met him, I was driving down from Flagstaff and I'm going like 80, 85 on the interstate and I passed this super slow fucking van with very specific stickers on the back. And it's only going like 60. And then like two days later, I pull up in front of my buddy's house. And that van, that was him. I passed him coming down from Colorado. I flew past him going like 85. He's going like 60 in his van. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I saw your van. He's like, yeah, it takes a while to get everywhere, but it does everything I need it to. I was like, yeah, you're living the life. So, yeah, so travel. I think travel is on everyone's bucket list, right? Unless you're, Unless you're crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, some sort of travel, you know, Hawaii or yeah, so, Rome or whatever. Yes. So the very first thing I wrote on my little post-it list, the number one thing is to, at one point, I want to be um, not necessarily rich enough, but comfortable enough to 
take a year off and travel the world and hit every continent for at least, you know, a couple, like, you know, how many of those, how many of those are there? Like seven, seven continents. There are still seven continents. Has it changed since we were kids? There's only seven. So yeah, if there's seven, you can spend like three weeks on every continent. You know, like how cool would that be? Uh, So that's kind of what I want to do. I've only ever been to Asia and North America. So hitting, you know, the other five would be great. And so that was number one on my list. And and, and I had a couple more that all had to do with travel. Uh, You know, the other one that would fit into what we're talking about right now is the the most insane one that I could ever reach that, that would be like a dream come true that would, I would want to do when I'm like 85 is I would want to go to space. So if, if entering the stratosphere is affordable enough that I can get high enough into space to see the earth the way astronauts see the earth and maybe hit weightlessness, that would be something I would like to do before I die. Hmm. Uh, And that goes, if you're 85 or whatever, and then they could just like throw you out of the plane at altitude. Yeah, that'd be fine. Just like cut an arm off. Just go out that way. Yeah. Just like chop an arm off, divvy that up into three spots and burn it. So my kids have like one third of my remaining ashes (laughs) and just let me orbit the earth as a frozen chunk of rock. Oh, how great would that be? That'd be fucking great. I would essentially, I know dad's up there watching us. Yeah, yeah, and and if I could get some sort of like uh, some sort of like GPS sensor put on me, so they could find out where I, so at any point they could oh, track that'd me. Be great, you could go on like Google Sky or something, and yeah. oh, hey, come out, kids! Grandpa's passing over in a minute. That's right, he's passing over us at fifty thousand miles an hour. So you got to be quick, you know. Stop this eating your business. stop stop eating your veggies. Run out, look oh, up. Man, we need to kickstart this shit right now. Yeah, that sounds great. So. Um, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave that as my, I want to travel things. Do you have another travel one or should we move on? No, that's it. Okay. So yeah, I already mentioned the hike, the Appalachian trail travel. Yeah. Okay. So I threw like three into one of yours. Um, but that's fine. We're, you know, we're doing what we're doing. Uh, what do you have for, for work related ones? Cause even my work related ones involve, one of them involves travel. Um, what is your. What's your what's your number one work related uh bucket list item? Uh I guess I would like to be able to do uh, uh, a personal work that actually makes it out to a sizable audience, not just something that I can print up myself and sell at shows, but you know, I I Maybe, you know, uh, an image book that's just 100% me, I guess. I mean, minus colors and letters, I suppose. But, but yeah. something, something like Invincible, uh, like something like Invincible, you'd want to do something that's like 100 issues or a mini series. No, no, I, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Maybe just, uh, just a, a, a graphic novel or a, a one shot or something, but it's just something that's me. I'm starting to feel that itch again. At um, that's good. At Acme this past weekend. Uh, yeah, that's that's Tim what we was do. Flipping through my uh, 
my monstrous activity sheet said I should do mo- more uh, monstorso. He mispronounced it, but the <laughs> the sentiment was still monstorso nice. is a whole different book. Yeah, it's a good book though. Uh, yeah, that's I I like that idea. I like um. So not all of us reach a point in our careers where we can we're afforded that that kind of luxury to like, Oh, I want to do this project. So I'll just do it. Um, and I think if not now, at least in a couple of years, you could be in that position where you could, you could do a, you know, it might, you know, if, if it didn't sell a ton, it would still it'd be something that like an image or, or another company would, would be willing to release like, uh, better than a vanity project because you mentioned like you don't want it to just be like your family buying the issues but right yeah well i mean like you you still have to have enough weight for a publisher to put it out and i think i think i think you're almost there and i think sure i in a you know when i'm out of the industry in a couple months i'll have plenty of nights after i get home from best buy to work on my work in on pages yeah, and then you just got a guilt like uh, Eric Stevens said at Image. Be like, look, remember, remember how popular Copperhead was? Just like, let's throw a couple issues out of my thing and see how it goes. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that'd be fun, and I think um, I don't know. I like seeing those kind of books. It's essentially what Hellboy was. It's it's what uh, speaking of speaking of the guys from Acme. It's essentially what Battle Pug is. Like Mike Norton did what he wanted to do, and then Dark Horse collected it. So. I I don't know. I I like I guess if I like the creator, I love the idea of them doing their own project. So, um you know, if you factor me and your wife in, you would have like two two sales guaranteed. Sweet. My mom yes. has three. There you go. That's almost functional. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I have I have a similar one, and I wrote it down, and then my wife's like, "That's not what a bucket list. Is. A bucket list is not something you do. You want to create at work. That's the opposite of a bucket list." Um, so I jotted down real quickly. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. I did jot down like create my own comic book legacy, which is a f- uh, uh, a fancy way of saying creating my own Hellboy somewhere. And then my wife's like, that's not what a bucket list is. So, you know, I, I, I shut that one down. Um, but to combine work and travel, I've always had this dream, not a dream. That's a weird way of saying it. I've always had this plan of when my youngest son is no longer living at home is renting or buying like a travel van or an old bus or something and just doing cons from like April to September and just traveling the country, doing conventions and just uploading my pages. You know, whenever I hit Wi-Fi, I just upload pages so you could work. So someplace big enough where I could have a small table set up so I could work. But when I'm not working, I'm driving to the next city to do the next convention and just just get it out of my system. Try to do as many conventions as I can in one like seven month span. And for some reason, I think that's fun, and that's something I would like to do. And I don't know why, but I, I, 
I love conventions for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why because they rarely meet expectations, but the idea of doing conventions is so exciting to me. But then when I'm at a conve- when I'm at a convention, it's so miserable. So I don't really understand why I have this need to do this. Yeah, but everything think... about that sounds great, except for the conventions. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I assume the conventions would, would what would be what pays for the travel, right? So the work that I do would yeah, have to, yeah, it's that necessary to... evil in the whole plan, I suppose. Yeah, right. Like the work I do would have to pay for my bills and then the conventions would have to pay to fund the travel for the summer. But even that, that's not a bucket list. A traditional bucket list thing is something that like you don't think it's possible for you to do or it'd be hard for you to do. This thing, traveling the, traveling the country for a summer and and paying for it through conventions, that's something I could do right now. I mean, it's not... It's not outrageous, so uh, I'm sorry I wasted everyone's time for the last five minutes is what I'm saying here. <laughs> um, or what's your other comic book one? You, I think you mentioned you had two comic book ideas. Uh, yeah, I was trying to come up with a, a uh, you know, uh, an established property that would be, you know, number one on my to-do list right and i mean we had an episode where we did that right i think it was one of our first ones if not like the first one but uh yeah i don't know i i guess i guess that it would be superman so i guess i can kind of cross that off in your mind you're talking about doing uh doing a run where you're considered a superman artist right no, no, I, I, I'm not, it's not that, you know, nothing that impressive. No, no, I mean, like, one issue would be fine. Um, just getting to do it. All right, so you're not worried about, like, a legacy, you're just, or you're not thinking about a legacy, you're just happy to be able to do it. And, yeah, and we kind of talked about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't really thought about legacy in a while, um, but is that just because you're I, I, I guess so... when you're just trying to eat. Right. It's not that important. Right. Like I used to – so the last couple of years I've put this kind of thing on myself, this pressure on myself like, oh, this year I'm going to do a book for you know this publisher and then that will launch me into the next publisher and all this shit. And right now I'm juggling – I'm juggling one project that is a fun project and has – you know, has merit and has value and is fun to work on, but might not get to the biggest audience. And I keep thinking like, Oh, maybe I want to do a project that'll get me to a bigger audience. And, but then the idea of like, I just got to eat, I got to pay my bills. I can't, I can't think that way. And so I have a couple offers now that we're going back and forth on, or I'm talking to companies on, and neither of them have a publisher attached, but they'll both pay my bills for the next you know, six, seven, eight months, you know, through the end of the year. And now I've realized like, I'm just happy to have that because a lot of guys don't have that. So you have to manage your expectations. And I used to want to hit X, X amount of goals for X amount of readership for X amount of profile for my career. And now I realize like if I can lock in in the next couple of weeks, enough work to get me through to the beginning of next year, 
that'll be the most successful year I've ever had freelancing because I've never had that much luxury to where I've had, you know, seven months of work lined up. So I'm learning to manage my expectations and that's not a legacy, but that's, that's the best I can do right now. And any thinking about any more than that is, is too much than I could deal with right now. But <laughs> yeah. does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, huh. you got to get through the day, right? You got to, you got to try to get as much work done that day to minimize the damage of what you have to do yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. That's right the, now. Right. All I can hope for my legacy to be is he didn't just curl up in a ball in the corner and cry all day. That's right. That's all. That's how I want people to remember me by that thing that I didn't do that I feel like doing. Right. The legacy of, of being a working artist in comics in 2017 is just wake up tomorrow and work on comics again. That's the best we can all do. Some of us are just working on comics that are very yeah. popular and some of us I, aren't. I but. guess do enough to where they let you work on comics the next day. Yeah, do enough to where you're employed the next day. Like, just don't get fired every day. Yeah, because yeah. every day is an opportunity to get your that's right yourself sent home. That's right. Every day is a new opportunity to be let go from the current gig you're working on. Exactly. Um, okay, so so now we're moving into kids or family slash bucket list. So. We have to, even my wife kind of looked at me and she's like, don't you have anything that you've ever wanted to do with just you and your kids? Like, don't, that's a different kind of legacy, right? Like, isn't that something? So my wife was like, you have nothing on your list that involves your children. So, you know, I'm not a monster. So I, I, I got a couple things, <laughs> but uh, to keep with the theme, why don't you go first? What What's your first thing that involves someone other than yourself? Uh, I, It's a pretty... A pretty modest goal, I suppose. Um, I, I'd like to be able to take my family on a family vacation, not just a day trip or overnight to Flagstaff or something, you know, to go spend five days at Disneyland and the beach and shit or, you know, fly them to Hawaii or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, but, give them uh, give them a memory, right? Yeah, I mean we, you know, my oldest is nine, and he went on a trip with us to San Diego for three days when he was a year and a half, and that was the last time we took a a proper family vacation. So that uh, yeah, that's something that I would like to do. I mean, it sounds nice. In reality, it's probably a nightmare from beginning to end. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, they would enjoy it a hell of a lot more than I would. Any destination in mind? Would you try to pick a? De- would you, if so? If someone, so say you got a royalty check that was big enough for you to set aside to do this, would you pick a destination based on your kids, or would you pick a destination based on you and your wife and your kids would just deal with where you guys went? No, it would have to be the former, or uh, it, there's no way you're going to enjoy uh, an adult-centric vacation towing three kids behind you. So, I, yeah, I, I would probably do 
Disneyland or something. I mean, that's that's the closest, you know, huge family vacation destination. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. the boys like Star Wars and, you know, Indiana Jones and shit, and there's enough to do for three days. It's fine. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, the last couple of years, my wife and I have, we thought about that and we're like, oh, my, like when we were kids, like when I was a kid, my parents took us on vacations, but it was mostly like, let's go visit our relatives in Georgia. So the vacation was 90% driving from California to Georgia and back, but there's still family trips that, that I remember. And I never did that with my kids just cause we didn't have the money. And so the last couple of years we've trying to be taking them to uh, California. We're going to the beach in California. And even though we're not going to like Disneyland or universal or Lego or anything like that, we're still taking them to the beach, to the ocean, hanging out, you know, getting a couple meals and shit like that. And it's, you know, my kids are older. So I would say for you or anyone else who who's listening, do what you can when they're younger because like this summer my two oldest kids are going to have jobs and it's so we only started doing it two years ago and it's a tradition that might already be ending because trying to get two kids to take off work for three days and then my wife to take off work for three days and then for us to all go on a family trip is now becoming like impossible to do and it I wish that we would have done it earlier when they were younger and created this kind of tradition for them so uh, I think I think you're right. I think when you freelance full time, it's hard. It's hard to, I mean, I don't, it, it's hard for anyone. It's hard for people, I think, to take family vacations nowadays. And it's just, it's just the re, the realism of economy. It's just the way it works. I mean, even for us to drive out to California and get a hotel and just eat and spend three days in California, you're looking at like 700 bucks, 800 bucks. Uh, it's just, it's it's not attainable for a lot of people so it would be nice to just it'd be nice to have the money to take my family to like europe or to japan like take my kids to visit their family or my friends who live in japan you know for like a week but that would be like for my family that'd be like six thousand dollars it's like our you know it's impossible um but it might not be impossible for people who don't work in comics not yeah, to be a, not, uh, not to be a downer. It's probably you know a reality for just about everybody, I suppose. That you can't just do that shit, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I remember going on trips too. I suppose looking back, I mean, it, it was almost just like extended day trip stuff, just with overnight things. So we'd go, yeah, we did ground up in Flagstaff or yeah. You know, uh, a, a cabin somewhere, but yeah, it was never, you know, going to some amusement park or, you know, flying anywhere and anything real. Yeah, no. When crazy we, or entertaining, right? Like when I lived in, I mean, when I lived in Missouri, we would go to like Six Flags over Middle America or whatever. But I think that was like a day drive somewhere or. When I lived in California, once or twice we went to Disneyland, but that was a day. That was just a day drive. It wasn't, you know, I didn't go. I didn't fly to vacations with my family, and 
I don't know. I think that I think for some kids that's something they did all the time, but it wasn't for me, and it definitely is not for my kids. Like they haven't done that. So, uh, but on my list for things I want to do with my kids, so, so this shit is this shit is kind of like full blown like bucket list shit. Like if I just had the money, right? So one is to uh, I could combine these, but I'm very selfish, so. The one for my family is I do I would have won at some point and hopefully it happens but who knows you know Trump's America we might not all live this long but I think it'd be cool to be like eighty and sit down at a pub with my children and their grown children so my children and my grandchildren and just have a drink or two at a pub I think would like for someone like me who enjoys bars who enjoys the social aspect of drinking, who enjoys the idea of legacy. Like I have boys, so the idea, it's very sexist and I'm a monster, but the idea of like my boys having boys, like carrying on the family name, the idea that I could have like three generations in a bar would be great. Um, but I'm not an asshole. Like if they have daughters, you know, I'll have a pint with the, with those girls too. It's like whatever. Um, I just don't have any daughters, so. Uh, but I think that would be great. Like that would be something that would be a bucket list memory. Like that is something that if that happened when I was like 70 or 80, it would be a highlight of my life, I think. But yeah, I came off like an asshole there, but you know, now that sounds like you. Yeah, it does sound like me. And it, but it, it, you know, I'm sure that strikes a chord with people like wanting to get, you know, wanting their to grandkids drunk. No, at some point I'm going to be, at some point I'm going to be the patriarch of a very, you know, prominent family, I assume, based off <laughs> based off the way things are going now, it's gonna be a very prominent and wealthy family. And I'm gonna be the patriarch. I'm gonna be the fucking, you know, the JR of my family. And I would like to spend some time with my grandkids. That's all and I'm your saying. Your kids will be inheriting a sizable fortune. Well they will. I mean I got like ten long boxes of comics from the mid nineties <laughs> on. So yeah. We're set. Is what I'm saying. Like you don't have to worry about us. You can put yourself through one credit hour at community college with that's that. That's right. Kid. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the plan exactly. You nailed it. Um, and then one thing that I've always wanted. Well, not always, but so something that I've been wanting to do since the mid '90s when I first read a family tree book that my aunt put together, which she kind of pinpointed where my family came from in Ireland, and I've always had the the thought of like, I want to go to that exact town and just spend time there and have a drink and meet the other Cody's who still live there, who have a slightly, sure they'll love it. Yeah. They have a slightly different name than me and, and, but it's the same name. And I'm sure that they'll, they'll be so honored that their privileged American ancestor came back to spend time with them. Uh, but that's something I want to do, and and you know, if my kids are adults and they want to go with me, great. But it's not uh, that's not something I would take young children to because I'm going to spend ninety percent of my time in a pub, which is slightly different than the eighty five percent of time I spend in a pub now. So uh, I don't know. Like you know, I like that idea. I like I like I like the idea of going back to a place where someone who I'm semi related to was walking around having a pint, like. 200 years ago that's intriguing to me that's interesting but it might not be for everybody no i i don't care 
where your ancestors had a pint. No, but your your ancestors come from Europe. You have, you have no desire to go back to where your family came from. No. All right. No. You don't even you don't even go back to Michigan. I'm Polish. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm sure it's a village full of rakes that people just step on all day and whack themselves in the face. <laughs> You're the worst. A bunch of round rooms. Um, <laughs> what else? Did you have another thing on your list about family or no? No. That's it. Your list is spent. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Uh, I have one on my list and I'm going to, so I'll talk about it. And while I talk about it, you can do what you normally do, which is ignore me. And you can think about this for your own list. So I have a sports I have a sports bucket list thing on my list. So why don't you why don't you think about some bullshit you, the bullshit sports you like you think about a bucket list thing and I'll talk about mine. And and so this is the one thing everything I've talked about so far is fairly reasonable if you know it's it's all just money related, right? So this is actually you know rub a genie make a wish bullshit is before they move out of Arizona, I would like to attend a Stanley Cup Stanley Cup Finals game where the Coyotes win a cup. And my wife was like, "Oh, a seven, you know, they win the seventh game in dramatic fashion." And I'm like, "That's great, but it'd also be great if they just swept the series and won in four games." Um, so I would like to, but I guess to get nerdy about that, I would want it to be in Arizona, so it couldn't be a four game sweep, or it'd be in the other city. Um, but I, I would like to be in the stands when the Coyotes win a cup. And I do think they will win a cup, but they might not be the Coyotes and it might not be in Arizona, but I think this franchise will win a cup. Um, but that is that is something I would that is something I would cherish. That would that is something that would, would uh I would think about as I'm dying. On my deathbed I would think about that game I was at. Oh my god. Yeah. You don't have a you don't have like a sports thing like that you you wouldn't want to go see a well, perfect you wouldn't want to go see a perfect game in Detroit or anything like that I mean I'd like to see the Tigers win a World Series that that I could be able to appreciate I mean they won in 84 I've seen them in two World Series since then um well what if they played the Diamondbacks in a in a World Series and you got to go to game 7 in Detroit Oh how awful would that be <laughs> Why <laughs> Cuz you have to be no. cuz you have to be in Detroit It'd be so awful because you have to be in Detroit. <laughs> no, they, to play the Diamondbacks, that, that, that'd just be uncomfortable. I mean, I'm a Diamondbacks fan too, so it it, it would not be an enjoyable experience to watch those two play. They're playing right now, actually. Oh, are they? they? They've, yeah, they've got a series right now. Uh, they've got the rubber match tomorrow. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, sure, I, I'd like to go see a, a world series game in detroit or something um but uh, no i don't really have anything sports related i mean it if if you want to rub a lamp or hop in a delorean or something it'd be cool to be able to see a world series game in the old tiger stadium but uh oh well, you could no, probably I, I i don't have anything if if it's still standing, you could probably buy it for like a hundred dollars. You could probably buy it off like a page rate, and then you could own the old Tiger Stadium. <laughs> I I think you can probably pick up uh, a seat somewhere, but the stadium itself is gone. 
Oh, didn't they sell the Pontiac Dome for like five hundred thousand dollars or some shit? Yeah, then they blew it up in some movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's cool. Um Yeah, so I mean it's 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 funny the idea of the bucket list and it's it's not our, like we're not we're not our list wasn't shit that's outrageous our shit is if someone gave each of us a million dollars the coyotes tank, winning the stanley cup is outrageous <laughs> yeah well they might not be the fucking coyotes then but they're gonna win a cup soon um not well soon within the next five six years this franchise will win a cup but uh-huh. yeah um but yeah I, for the majority of what we talked about if someone just gifted us a million dollars, it'd be done. So at least we're realistic. We're not, you know, you, you don't want to go back. You don't want to take that DeLorean back to, to, you don't want to ride dinosaurs. You don't want to go to Jurassic park. Or maybe you do. You might. No, I, I'd Biff Tan in that shit. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd go back and get myself some, uh, some sports almanac and just, that's right. Do the whole Biff. That's yeah, right. the Biff Tannen. Yeah, that's the only smart way to go. I mean, all these I'd marry all these a, shows. A busty Leah Thompson. Yeah, all these shows where they talk about time travel. All you got to do is go back and just know who's going to win, like the Kentucky Derby every year for like thirty years, and you're going to be a billionaire in like four years. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't even know who won the Kentucky Derby the other week, but. Oh, well. Uh, We had fun. We ate some seafood. We had a good time last weekend. Yeah, and won the Kentucky Derby. No, I I left you a space there so you can edit in the name of the horse. Oh, I think it was like a ridiculous name. It was like a three-potter name. It's always a ridiculous name. Yeah, like space... space, Like out uh, to lunch or something. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Space unicorn Jake Johnson won. Um... All right, so to wrap it up, so we can both go to bed. Uh, how, are you still? So you're repeating your drink. Is it still a five? Is it still as good? You're you talked about you talked about whiskey getting worse as the bottle stayed open. So is it as good now as it was when you cracked the bottle? Yeah, it's still good. It's three weeks old now, I suppose, and I'm about halfway through it. And yeah, it's still good. All right. You got to make some hay on that bottle, then. You're, you're. Yeah, I got to race to the finish here. Yeah, you're slacking. Um, all right, so the Sam Smith Oatmeal Stout that was recommended and paid for by Alex Mansfield is good. It tastes. Um, I gotta admit, it tastes just like a. It tastes to me. It tastes like like a Guinness, maybe. Oh, I don't like to use this term, but maybe a little nuttier than a Guinness. Maybe like if you mixed a brown nut ale into a stout, this is what you would okay. get. But it's good, and I like it. And um, I'm glad it was recommended. It's not as strong. Normally, I would shy away from this just because if I'm going to drink a beer, I want to drink a, a heavier content beer, and this is a low content. It's like 5%, which is similar to a Guinness. But it's good, and... To be honest, it's not like I needed anything stronger tonight. I've been drinking IPAs up to this, so uh, it's enjoyable. I like it. And I'll probably give it a, let's say, a th- three. I buy it again, uh, but there's so many stouts on the market. 
you know, I would search out other stouts, but for four bucks a pint, this is a great deal. And I recommend it. And thanks so much, Alex. And thanks for buying us around and everyone should do it because then it, it makes, makes my job easier when I'm shopping at the store for what beer to get for the week's show. If someone just gives me like $10 and tells me what to get, it makes life so much easier. I like being told what to do. I like, I, with kids and comics and a wife and maintaining schedules and shit like that, if if I have one less decision to make, that's the decision I want to make. So if someone tells me to drink, you know, even if it's a shitty like Cezanne, if someone pays for it, I'll drink it. Um, but this was a joy to drink. So thanks, Alex. And uh, thanks for shooting the shit, buddy. I know it's late for you, but we got it done. And uh, I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. I'll, yeah. All right. Uh, you can also follow... thank you for what I, I I don't know. All right. Thanks for saying that. Uh, you can follow Scott, who's as you may have heard, is a wordsmith and a poet. You can follow him on Twitter at scottygod.com or at scottygod. Sorry, I've had a little bit. Uh, you can follow me at Ryan Cody. You can follow the show at tig underscore show. You can follow. You can re, uh, listen to all the episodes at tigshow.com. You can email us through tigshow.com, and you can subscribe and leave us a comment on whatever app or website you're listening to the show at. So thanks, and go to tigshow.com, buy us around, so I don't have to make a decision next week. So thanks, buddy. That was directed to you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, right. For having uh, me. No. 